podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. You will fail. So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're body. We've been a part of that too, but not anymore. At body, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a pizza Monday kind of way, in a loving your whole life kind of way. In a, this workout is fun and it's okay if I take a week off kind of way. In an, I'm eating healthy and it's okay if I indulge kind of way. In a, I like myself no matter what kind of way. Yeah, you will fail. We all will. But we're not going to let that be the end. You see that? We're already making progress. So let's keep going. We are Body. Start your free trial at body.com. That's B-O-D-I dot com. Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome back to the Leading Edge Cricket Podcast. It's Rob, it's Rich. Fresh off the, a week of not running on the pitch, Rich. Not any right. assault at football, not advocating no. it, but getting yourself ready for Wembley. Yes, yeah, I don't go on the hallowed turf. It's not the world famous city ground. It's not the uh, no. Do you know what you do it? You enjoy it. There's always a few um, questionable folk in there, no matter where you are. So, hey, I'm not getting involved in that. Um, we're talking cricket, Rob. But I'm looking forward to a trip to Wembley. I really am for next weekend. Um, so you might be on. Good job. There's no county championship next weekend. Actually, because that's say you might be on your own for this pod again because <laughs> of celebrations, commiserations. Depends what it is. But I'm glad to be back this week, mate. After my little weekend in the woods last week. So yeah, county cricket. Ready to roll. So we've we've Woo. basically got through seven enthralling weeks. We've got the T20 yes. blast coming up in a little while. And I'm going to do a few plugins and a few thank yous here, actually. So one, you can follow us on Twitter at Leading Edge Pod. We're always tweeting stats and stuff like that. We are in the game of TikTok. You can check us out on TikTok at Leading Edge Cricket Podcast. That looking at Rich's shaking head, that may be my gig that's going on there. And also a shout out to Marcus and Leo, who have very kindly bought us a coffee as a way to say thanks for the podcast. So, uh, cheers, boys. I've got got a blank mug. Actually, I'm going to to be honest again. There's still the tea bag in 25 minutes later of my Yorkshire tea and the pop of milk in first. And just a quick note, Rob's daughter's birthday yesterday, hence the, uh, the, the the nails. I keep forgetting about that. I keep forgetting yeah, about that. Yeah. Um, Which is but fine, yeah, thank please. you very if much. You if anyone else fine. wants to do that, there's a link down below. Buy me a coffee uh, slash leading edge podcast, I think it is. But guys, thank you very much. Love your work. Um, new balls, please, Rich. A new, new batch ball. of Dukes balls has arrived in the UK. There's been so much made from the coaches, the players. The ball is soft and the seam's soft and it's not proud. It's a really unproud seam. It needs work on self-confidence. They've bought in a new batch of balls to try and regulate batting being good in the country. What do you, what, well, what do you make of it? Well, we can't have that, can we? I mean, all these issues we've had over the years in county cricket, we can't have batsmen dominating red ball cricket it. this time of year. It's got to be the seamers. got to be the trundlers. Um if the balls are a bit dodgy, you know they need need a bit of a bit of a replace, don't they? Um, I was giddy the other day. I'm obviously not bowling anymore because of my dodgy knee, but oh, it was a really dark red one we had we had on Saturday. Oh, sweet little bit of a sticky pitch, overhead bit, ooh, you know, bit 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 of something in the atmosphere, dark red ball. Oh, what if I could just roll it back a few years and get a new knee? I would have loved it. Um, look, I don't know. I think we make a lot of a lot of stuff like this. I think the best thing we need to do with balls is just make sure we use ones that we we struggle with overseas. Let's start introducing those, maybe. 
Ooh, interesting call. Interesting call. Um, talking <laughs> of overseas, Kiwis Ooh. have been in action, Rich. Before we get into all seven games of the seventh round of the county championship before a, feels like mm. a seven-week break. I just want to keep sending number seven. Uh, Kiwis have been playing six. They have, yes. Um, also, just so you know, Surrey have been hosting at the Sri Lankan Taurus as well. So a little bit of bonus content for you Red Bull uh, tragics out there. Um I mean, Kiwis, you talk to me, Rob. This is your specialist subject. You know, you are a native of Auckland. What's the local press saying? Are they excited? Are they all sat there watching Sussex? Newly acquired citizen of New Zealand as well over the last few weeks as well. Oh, that's that's great, bro. Cheer, bro. Um, Yeah, I I thought this was pretty good. I watched a a bit of it. There was a bit of Mm. rain. There was a bit of cricket thrown on. The commentators were good. There was loads of Kiwis typing in, putting questions and saying, hey, I'm from Wanganui and I'm, I'm from Mount Monganui. And the commentators were like, Mount Monganui. <laughs> so that provided uh, a little bit of entertainment. But what was better was watching Tom Latham and Will Young both retire not out, both scoring 50s in this game. Martin Bracewell, He'll play in the test match a little bit under the radar. He got 50. Tom Blundell, yeah. one of the greatest Tom Blundell stories, scored a century at Wellington at his home ground on test. I don't think it was test debut, mm. but caught the bus home from the ground in his whites, absolutely legless after he'd scored that 100 on the end of the five. Yeah. So uh, great cricketer. Colin cat grand home with a few runs. Kiwis looking really good. And I think they'll be pretty happy with a run out with the ball as well. Matt Henry, the South African destroyer this winter, he took seven for against South Africa down mm. in New Zealand. He picked up two. Carl Jameson, not bad. Collins Grand mm. looking pretty good. And ten for Ajaz Patel picking up a couple as well, Rich. Um, yeah. Some good batting, though, from the English boys. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, it's, I'm, I'm kind of pleased a little bit for Sussex. Obviously, it's a young, relatively inexperienced team, isn't it? But you've got Ali Orr, 59 at the top of the order, and then Tom Haynes, 41. Um, and Tom Haynes, 41 off 56 deliveries. I'm a big proponent of moving Tom Haynes towards that England opener slot if required. Uh, although saying that, saying that, we'll, we'll get on to it shortly. But we had a pretty positive outing this week, this week uh, for the England opener, uh, who has been under pressure. But Tom Haynes, 41 off 56. We often talk about going big, go centuries, don't we? And he, he bats at a really good lick, doesn't he, old Haynes? Um, and you, you're, I'm starting to get that feeling that maybe it's a good thing if he does just spend a bit more time in county cricket. It's just, just it's great to see that positive intent, but maybe he just needs to go a little bit bigger and, and bat longer and show as he can absolutely do it. And he's ready for that test team. But uh, but yeah, good workout for, for for the Kiwis. I think there's a little bit of COVID floating around the the pack, um, but yeah. they've got a pretty decent sized squad. And I, I'm sure things will all be straightened out. We've still got a, a good week or more, haven't we, before the uh, before the first test? So. I'm sure there's not many concerns in the squad, and it looks like a really positive workout. Um, and I think that's all we need to say about the Taurus. It is. Now. I think it's time to get jumping in. Division one, mate. Um, where are we starting? We're at, uh, have I got this right? Wanted Road, Northampton. We're, we're Kent, Northamptonshire, Rob. We have Northampton. a draw. We're starting with a draw. This is what we like. Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you I'm ready. Up? Are you, are you, got, the, you got, the, got the window open? I've got Here windows go. open. I've, I've got my Yorkshire tea bag still in. I'm I'm good. <laughs> right then. Okay. So this is we're straight into uh, a certain England under fire opener. Um, he scored half centuries of both innings. Rob, certain Zach Crawley. Um, this game was one of those nowhere near any other result encounter. It was a drawn yeah. match. So let's get into it. Up first, Kent. They amassed 519 for nine de- declared with County Championship leading run scorer Ben Compton, the man in the news once again. 
Uh, Sadari hitting his fourth hundred of the year with 140. Fellow opener, Zach Crawley, 62. Well batted, Zach. Timely innings. Uh, and Daniel Beldrum in 83, who's also got into a nice little run of form here. Uh, Skipper Jack Lean in 62 and Grant Stewart down the order, 61. Northampton then replied with a very impressive 430 with my man, Rob. Wait for it. Ricardo Vascon-Salos. Yeah. Uh, leading the way with 71. Luke Proctor, 76. Lewis McManus, the keeper, batsman, 58. Not out, chipped in. Solid contribution, although all of the middle order and tail did contribute. Grant Stewart, we've mentioned him already, but he led with the ball three for 85. Matt Quinn, three for 82. Um, the game meandered, it felt, to a draw with Kent second in the 171 before declaration and handshake. Uh, Zach Crawley was a man out for 85. Zach Crawley, 85, to go with his earlier 62. Just, just want to say that again. Um, and uh, yeah, with Compton 68 not out and Daniel Beldrum in there at the end as well. So we saw nine North Ants players have a go with a ball, Rob. So there's a couple of players that you weren't sure what they bowled, probably bowled in this game. So you can update your spreadsheet like a spreadsheet junkie that you are. Um, too much time lost in the game, really, for a result, but left both teams still searching for their first wins of the season. Yeah. I, what did we learn? Kent are the worst bowling attack in county championship cricket coming into this week. And North Ants went and scored 430 um, mm. when they had a bat. So things haven't really changed. The, the things that have changed is Zach Crawley has found form at long last. If you do follow us on TikTok, there's a video with 40,000 views, which is all about uh, Zach Crawley's technique and his head falling over and the bat coming through skew with. Uh, worth a watch if you're into that thing. But he's just starting to come to light at the right time. 35 against Surrey last week, 62, 84 here. It's what you want to see. He's up to averaging 30, Rich, on the season, 350s from 10 innings. That feels Zach Crawley-type numbers. Um, it's just taken him a while to get to this point. But the man of the hour, the man we should all be talking about, <laughs> is Ben Compton. 878 runs, ranks first in county championship cricket, ranks first in the country. 109.75 average, ranks third. 40.56 strike rate, ranks 193rd. But 450s ranks fourth, four centuries ranks first, and 265 balls per dismissal ranks number one in the country by an absolute country mile. He is the best thing since sliced bread, and sliced bread is pretty fantastic. So he's he's done wonders for that team this year. He's done wonders for himself. Mm -hmm. You know, he's a guy that's gone from not really not wanted anywhere, but not able to stabilize his position in, in the counties that he's been at previous. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, he could play for England. He could do it. Mm. And we'll do something on TikTok about his technique, but it's such a compact, solid yeah. technique. And he's so consistent. Time in, time out. Mentally strong, mate. I am so impressed with, with yeah. what he's been able to go out there yeah. and do. And um, turning it around and going on North Ants, mate. Vasconcelos looks exceptional. I managed to catch quite a bit of this live stream. He was looking beautiful, scored big runs last week, and I thought he was on for a biggie. And then mm. he clipped uh, Darren Stevens straight to mid-wicket. I'm like, you've been done there. You, you've just been yeah. done. You've been Stevensed. He, he's not the first and he's not going to be the last, is he? So, yeah. <laughs> just just briefly talking on Compton, it's a really strange situation, isn't it? Because people are talking about him as an England opener, and I completely understand it when you look at the, the body of work this year. But the, the wider body of work, He's not really played much cricket. He's not really played much first-class mm. cricket. This is very much in isolation this year. Is this an outlier? Is this just an extreme run of form over seven games, six, seven games? Or is this pointing to a, a future tra trajectory, easy for me to say, uh, that might put him towards the England team? He was at Knotts, wasn't he, for a year or two? Yeah. And he looked okay, but he didn't look like he could score runs. 
Yeah. Uh, and that's not I'm saying he was dogged and refused to get the ball off the square. He just didn't look like he could bat long enough potentially or or had enough in his locker to, to go on and score runs. And when you think you've got Ben Slater and Hasib Hamid opening the batting for knots, then you've got Duckett at three. It's a really difficult um, card for him to break into. So sometimes a move is exactly what you want. We, we might kind of look at knots and go, what the hell were you thinking? Um, yeah. but, I, but I think probably, yeah, at the time, it probably was the right decision and it's done him yeah. the world of good. I mean, there's a couple of lads that have moved from Notts. Matt Milnes, obviously, he's not played so much this year, but he was, he's been exceptional for Kent um, as well. So, you know, nice little conveyor belt of talent moving from, from Nottinghamshire to the south yes. coast there. Seems to be, um, and Notts are still doing all right because their next yeah. loan coming through are doing equally as good. You look yeah. at Compton, you're right. Body of work previous mm. to this season is probably mm. why he isn't on the England radar. If yeah. he'd been averaging 40, 40, 40, and, and around those mm. sorts of numbers and yeah. then had this sort of mm. season, then you're like... Yeah. Legit. And I think that's probably what mm. you got from like in Alex Leeds. You got years on years of like averaging yeah. 30, 35, creeping up towards 40, and then, oh, yeah, now he's ready. Uh, whereas Crawl yeah. is complete opposite. Average is not many, but looks really good when he scores his runs. Yeah, absolutely. Right, let's move it across to Taunton, Rob. Somerset uh, against Hampshire. Um, a big win for Hampshire. They recorded their sixth win of the season, they recorded a 10 wicket victory for chasing down that massive target, Rob, of one run. Uh, against Somerset at Taunton. Uh, so Somerset faced 211 in the first innings with plenty of starts, but only really Craig Overton uh, really put up a score of note with his 44. Kyle Abbott led the way with the ball, three for 60 of him, whilst Mohamed Abbas, Ian Holland, James Fuller all grabbed two wickets each. A similar tale for Hampshire uh, in their reply. Plenty of starts, no one really going on. Um, 280 for them. Ian Holland, 49. Anarin Donald, 57 on his return to the side. It's really, really pleasing to see him back playing county cricket after... Quite a long absence. Uh, I think it was injury, wasn't it? Um, bit of a nasty one. Um, Overton continued his great start to summer as he took four for 57 in 26 over to celebrate his England call-up. Good for him. He's a fit seamer, Rob. Is that yeah. why he was called up? Well, well, no, actually, he's playing pretty well as well. So uh, we're doing all right. <laughs> um, Aussie legend, uh, banana muncher, as I always like to say, Peter Siddle also took four for 80. Um, it was at this point in the game, though, the wheels uh, well and truly fell off for Somerset. It was d- dismissed for... Um, insert your word here. I'm going for poultry 69. Uh, but uh, you, you guys give me what you think it was if there's any, uh, if there's any Somerset fans out there. Um, inspired performance from Keith Barker, six for 27. He's having a stunning summer so far. Uh, Mohammed Abbas and Fuller also taking two weeks piece again. Uh, Felix Organ, he was the man that was dancing in the middle. He struck the single run to chase down that epic one run target as Hampshire secured this very, very convincing win exceptional performance it's got to be the boy Keith Barker getting it done the man's an absolute legend mate finds himself third in the wicket taking charts out of English pace bowlers this year 27 wickets at an average of 16.74 absolutely exceptional and it's it's not express pace obviously but it's so controlled and this performance I was watching the highlights earlier was such a late swing it was just bold, bold, bold. It was absolutely brilliant. <laughs> like there's times in your in your cricketing career, no matter what level you play on, you get someone and you just like they're going to get a wicket every ball. This felt like that sort of moment, and he's mm. he's brilliant. He's brilliant with the bat. There was you know there was highlights of him coming down when he was batting, hit Jack Leeds for sh- for six, and then next ball reverse swept him for four. The wow. guy's got so many skills to pay the bills. It's mm. incredible. Professional footballer, professional cricketer, puts up top notch performances year on year. Um, for the team, averages more with the bat than he does the ball, falls into the sneaky, genuine all-rounder category. Mm. And Hampshire, 
are just a very good team. I've got them ranked as the best bowling unit in mm. Division 1, and it's going to be really tight because Surrey are such a great team and find themselves top by a few points playing the same amount of games. But Hampshire have won more games, and that's mm. what I th- feel is going to be critical when it starts to come down to the wire is, can you win games of cricket? Hampshire are answering it and going, yeah, we're, we're good enough with the bat, and um, our bowling is exceptional. We've got nothing to worry mm. about there. We're just a, a very, very good lineup. And Somerset are, unfortunately, what we thought they were at the start of the season. I said, yeah. oh, I'm not quite sure about this. Bowling attack, mm. immense. The bowling attack is absolutely immense. They're averaging 23 with the ball, mm. second in county cricket overall, just behind Hampshire. But their batting is woeful. Um, they are finding themselves bottom of the batting charge in Division 1. Mm. In fact, they're only just averaging more with the bat than they are with the ball. That's how much of a world of hurt mm. they are in. And it's, yeah. it's just not enough support going round, Rich. You can't expect mm. Tom Abel to go and score the runs every single week. He averages 50. Matt Renshaw averages 40. And then the next is Tom Lavenby, who's averaging 27. There's just mm. huge drop-off. So you've seen the previous two weeks, they've managed to get 400, 500. Mm. But the first three or four, first three weeks, say, they had all these low scores. And they've gone and done the same here. Low score. It's just a, mm. a lack of consistency. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to hurt them. Teams are starting to become, you know, find themselves in the table and be what they're going to be. Um, I think that's it, isn't it? Early season, you made that brave call, Rob, of saying Somerset, you believe they will be one of the two teams to get relegated. They're only just above uh, the relegation zone of Kent and Gloucester. And Hampshire are floating to the top, aren't they? You know, that's four wins, most wins in Division 1. Uh, one loss, one draw. They're just behind um, Surrey, who are hosting the Sri Lankans this week. So, again, they are becoming who they are and what we expected them to be. So, really good performance for them. Um, one more game, uh, sorry, two more games in Division 1, isn't it? Uh, so, let's get into the next one, Rob. Warwickshire, Yorkshire. Honours even for this one at Headingley. Um, we've had a bit of bad weather over over this uh, this this week, haven't we? Um, which is why a few games lost a bit of time uh, second, third day. Um, but the draw was always going to be the result for this one. And Michael Burgess, 96, not out, was a starter. And Warwick's first inning score of 244. Matthew Lamb also adding 45. Uh, Jordan Thompson, 3 for 74. Stephen Patterson, 3 for 43 even, made the inroads. Uh, along with lively 20-year-old seamer Matthew Reeves. Uh, somebody that some people were telling us to take a closer look at, a uh, Yorkshire fan. And he, he's done well again in this game. Uh, two for 53 for him and two for uh, 31 um, for 23-year-old Tom Lowton. Couldn't read my own, own timing then. Um, Yorkshire <laughs> took control of the game at the turn of the first season. Score at 449, Rob. That's what Yorkshire do at the moment. They score runs, don't they? And we know where it's coming usually. But this game, um, veteran over Adam Live, 145. His yeah. first 100 of the year. That's a surprise. Um, I don't think he's probably taken this long to get his first 100 of the year in many a year. Um, but the New England man, and I'm not talking about an old Tom Brady gag here, uh, but New England man uh, Harry Brook continued his stunning summer, 82 off 117 balls for him. Uh, and that impressive youngster we mentioned, Matthew Revis, also got himself 53 knots out. Second half century for him and his top score so far to date. So another ascending player we need to start getting mm-hmm. our eyes on. Um, Aussie Nathan McAndrew, uh, 4 for 111, the pick of the Bears bowlers. Uh, our good friend and uh, occasional podcast visitor, Chris Tall, is a big Warwickshire fan. Not overly impressed by Nathan McAndrew so far, uh, but good to see him get some wickets for him. Hopefully that's a, a bit of a turning point. Um, the game moved towards a draw, didn't it? Warwickshire used the final day for batting practice, it seemed. Uh, 252 for three. Sam Hain and Captain Will Rhodes both finishing unbeaten on hundreds. 109 in 332 deliveries for Hain and 111 in 297 balls for Rhodes. Epic, you know, dig in. Proper Yorkshire, that was. Uh, Jordan Thompson claimed all three wickets. As we break for the T20, Rob, both teams find themselves stuck on one win each so far for the year. 
bit of a strain. There's a lot of them. Two you, know, you know, who would have thought this? Winning games of cricket is hard. In Division 1, and don't ask me why I was working out this stat, but 25% of the games end up with a team winning. So mm. 75, you've got a one in four chance of winning the mm. game. So if you're doing better than that, you're going to be in the, the upper echelon. Yorkshire are getting mm. by on the fact that they're playing really good cricket. They're not just taking enough wickets. Um, a couple of real big shout outs here. One, Sam Hain, mm. double hundred last week, follows it up with 111 not out here, takes himself into the top 10 run scoring charts yeah. in the country. A guy who probably in white ball, should be involved in some sort of England watch, particularly in mm. one-day international cricket. Surprised never been given the opportunity. We'll keep mm. coming back to that point, but it is a genuine thing going on. Uh, Matt Revis is a really mm. interesting cricketer. I was doing a deep dive on Matthew Revis this week on the Cricket mm. Archive website and found he had been batting in the top four in the Bradford or the North Yorkshire Premier League this season and had That's- hundreds to his That's name. a deep dive. Well, I think it was a Yorkshire fan who, who got in touch with us just to say that he's a player to keep an eye on after we did the all-rounders. Yes. And it, he was in a name that had popped up. Obviously, he'd only got 150 in his very, very short and limited career so far um, in first-class cricket. But, I mean, he's got a 53 now. So, uh, forgive me for not remembering who, who, the, who the person mentioned it was, but that's a, it was a great shout. And, Rob, that's great yeah. deep diving. Yeah, deep, it, it, got me, it got me going, mate. It got me going. I was Ooh. like, oh, I'm just going to have a quick look at him, see who, who he's been playing for. And I can't remember the team names. I've not got it in front of me. But yeah. 100 this year in, mm. in the Prem. And I know there's a big gulf between Prem cricket and county cricket. But he's obviously mm. someone with <laughs> someone with <laughs> um, a, a lot of talent. Dom Sibley didn't score any runs in this week. But again, coming Ooh. back to TikTok, we've done a video <clears> on Dom Sibley's change of technique and looks completely different. Mm. He looks a slightly different player. Instead of having yes. the bat pointing out, facing towards second or third slip, and then kind Golly. of curving back into player's shots, mm. he's standing a little bit more upright. The bat's straight, mm. his head's straight, he's not crabbing down. Looks a completely different player and looks more like a stereotypical opener. And if you're watching him, you're seeing him score runs, you're actually seeing him open up, not 360, but... There's there's a there's a wide V going yeah. on where he's able to score runs all around the wickets and he's playing some really good cricket. I am we, and we've spoken about it. So impressed. He turned down mm. England. He went and worked on it, and you visibly can see what's going on because the the points on the TikTok video go into hey when the ball is releasing the ball, his hands were a yard and a half outside his body at, at certain points, facing Shine mm. Charafridi bowling 85 mile an hour, mm. and then to get them back in. And then try and play through straight. The yeah. timing and concentrate, like just incredible. But he's made big changes, and I yeah. expect to see a big second half. Quick point on Sibley then. So I, at the time, I, I was a little bit disappointed that he made the decision not to go away with the the, the Lions. Yeah, could we maybe infer, stir some trouble, whatever you want to call it, that maybe he wasn't able whilst he was in that England settle to make these changes. Maybe there were people pushing not really encouraging these changes. It's clear that he had to do it. It was absolutely yeah. clear. So he's gone away and done that. So just by filling in the filling in the blanks, um, did he think that if he toured with England, he wouldn't be able to do that? Because he wasn't going to be playing much. It was going to be a lot of net sessions. So it was it was still an opportunity for him to, to work on technique. So maybe he didn't have the confidence in the coaching staff or whatever it might be, or the uh, the whole environment that he was he was able to 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 look at his technique. Um, you'd hope the best guys are around you at international level, but it's not the first think. person. Was it was it Ollie Pope in the winter who flew his batting coach out to work with him? Like yeah. he's got his own batting coach that he works with, and and yeah. that's probably not a 
bad decision. Yeah. Like if you're a pro, I think you've probably got your own personal trainer that you want to work with, all, all these different things. But um, it, it doesn't bode well and doesn't really happen in many sports where the mm. top tier international athletes have mm. their own coaches rather than the elite class around them. No, not so. A quick question. One of the things I put a message on, I think it was day two of the England Watch tweets that we put out batting. I think I, had, I followed up with, I think a few of these guys are going to have to be removed from England Watch soon. Um, yeah. Rob Yates, talking of England Lions over the winter, got nearly a thousand runs, well, a thousand runs if you include the Bob Willis Trophy last year. Uh, promising young opener, he's now batting at three. Um, he's having a bit of a struggle. This yeah, year. he is. And I can't tell you why, because I've not, Maybe mm. I'll have a look. We'll, we'll do some yeah. comparison videos on TikTok. The reason they're not on YouTube mm. is because they'll just get the channel wiped off straight away. They'll get picked <laughs> up by the YouTube bot. Um, 133 runs, mate. He is, sorry, not quite 133 runs. No, exactly. 133 runs at an average of 14. 132.75. He is, this is incredible. 78% of his outs are for under 20. So he can't get going at all. No. And, you know, he's only had nine out. So seven times a season he's been cleaned up for un under mm. 20. So obviously some big issues going on. Maybe partly mental about moving to number three mm. or may just be that sophomore blip that people go through. You, yeah, People have got more study, more film on you, more analytics kind of thinking, mm. oh, yeah, this guy scores his runs here. We're going to settle these sorts of plans. So it, it could be a whole multitude of things. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, let's keep moving it on. So last game, there's four games this week in Division 1. Uh, let's get over to Old Trafford, Essex-Lancashire. Um, this was huge. A, a huge win, Rob. An innings and 56 run early. Yeah. Uh, run win, sorry, early on day four. Very early. I'm, I'm, I don't know exactly what happened on day three, but I'm shocked that they actually let this game go through because it was just one wicket remaining as we got into day four. Um, Luke Wood, he was the man. He was dismissed by Jamie Porter. Uh, on the morning of the fourth day to give Essex a 22-point victory, only their second of the season. Um, so the game was set up nicely by Essex. Solid first inning score of 391 with Dan Lawrence showing the England selectors what they're missing with a lovely 120, although apparently he was almost dismissed very early on. I think he nicked through uh, keeper in first slip. So you, you've got to take a bit of that look, haven't you, on your way to some of these scores. Nick Brown, 71. Shane Snater down the order, 72. The other notable contributions. Tom Bailey, 3 for 61, was a pick of the Lancashire attack, which did include a certain James Anderson again. Um, in reply, Lancashire's top order crumbled. Um, they were 24 for five at one point. And if you go and look at the scorecard, there's some very good batsmen in that lineup. Bohannon, obviously, Keaton Jennings, Villas, etc., etc. This was an exceptional performance from Lancashire. Um, only really Phil Salt um, mm. came out the innings with any credit as he continued his steady form with 44. So 103 all out for Lancashire. Sam Cook, chief destructor again, or destructor in chief. Uh, wonderful that. four for 18 off 13 overs. Uh, Lancashire did improve on the first innings shambles. Again, insert your word here. Uh, putting up 232, but only Dane Villasic who really did his job, although Salt and Croft did both dig in uh, to help take the game into the fourth day. Um Obviously, like I said, it was that one wicket they only need, they needed, didn't they? Simon Harmer, though, in that innings, got his reward. It bowled 41 overs in the innings, Rob. Five for 89. I think he's only just coming back from international duty as well, so shows a bit of commitment from the guy, doesn't he? Um, who could have been an Englishman if it wasn't for a certain vote a few years ago. Um, so, after a start of two wins and three draws, this first defeat and the manner it came was not what they were expecting, I'm going to guess. Um, a really great win for Essex, but a bit of a kick in the uh, proverbials for, for Lancashire. 
Yeah, I'm a bit shocked by this, mate. I I looked at this and <laughs> yeah. I went, Lancashire will probably win this game or it'll be a draw. But yeah. you, you got a lot out of it. And, you know, it comes with a, a an asterisk of injury mm. watch because Dan Lawrence at the end of day three or day four, he was mm. off for scans on his hamstring again, oh. uh, which is not good. So this is his first game back since week one or week two when he scored some runs. Um, finds himself in pain, but 100 is going to do him some good. 218 runs at an average of 36 this year. This is just what he needed, mm, but injuries yep. definitely not what he needed to, to go with it. I was surprised they batted so well here against mm-hmm. this attack of uh, Bailey, who's exceptional, Anderson, Ali, Luke Ward, who's potentially a little overrated in Red Bull cricket for me, uh, but Matt Parkinson, who's been great this season and did at one point find mm. himself second leading wicket, uh, wicket taker, licket taker mm. in Division One. Different um, with the bat. Sorry, Sam Cook, Jamie Porter, brilliant. Sam Cook was absolutely superb. I looked more into the bowling speeds. He's bowling about seventy-seven, seventy-eight, and the Crick Info article states that they're probably which doesn't mean it is, but about three mile an hour less than the TV camera. So potentially bowling in those early uh, 80 sort of numbers. He Mm. was really good. I was really impressed with Jamie Porter, who this was probably a little bit of a return to form because he's Mm. been out of form for a little while. But the the one Lancashire player that that took note, and I got to see him bat quite a bit because he was batting at 10 p.m. New Zealand time, which is perfect Mm. for me, was Phil Salt. And he Mm. looked brilliant. Batting in that number six, I'm double checking. Yeah, number six role mm. for Lancashire. I thought he was exceptional. He looked yeah. really composed. It wasn't like frenetic opening T20. Phil Salt. Mm. It just looked like a really good county cricketer. 44 mm. in the first knock, uh, 31 in the second knock. Mm. You know, I would have loved it if he came away with two fifties from this. I would have been like, you deserve them. Because mm. I actually thought he batted really, really well yeah. in what. Interestingly, was probably the hardest week for batting that we've seen this whole entire mm. county championship. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's really good to see Salt put himself forward, isn't it? He's somebody that you know he's white ball prowess. He could have gone off and got a contract somewhere. Maybe I don't know if he was IPL um, eligible or if anyone was interested in him. But he's he's got such talent, white ball, especially the shortest mm. format. That yeah, it's really good that he's come over and he's basically made a decision. Obviously, there's been conversations over the winter of what he wants and where they see him. Um, you know, made that move, didn't he? Um, from from Sussex not too long ago. Um, but to, to show that maturity that he can be a, almost a different cricketer, um, batting in red ball, batting at six, you know, that wicket keeper position, he's, he's given suddenly suddenly giving England another player in the depth chart that mm-hmm. is there. And I don't even even know if we included him. I think we did the keepers a little while ago, didn't we? So I, I can't remember now. But he's we certainly we, we did on the and radar. It was probably a under the radar omission. Um, yeah. But he's taking the gloves, mate. Seven innings yeah. this year, 311 runs, an average of 44, which is mm. great. A strike rate of 64. Without going yeah. bonkers, a strike rate of 64 is pretty steady for him. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, Yeah, I just, I mm. really like what I see. I think another yeah. year or so of playing this yeah. sort of role, then it becomes a different conversation. Like the back end of the year, he might have a better yeah. back end of the season, but yeah. really positive stuff. Yeah, it's almost a little bit of a uh, Ben Compton conversation, isn't it? With with Phil Salt, you know, he's only just started doing it in this role, in this position. Mm, yeah. He was he was more of a, a, a top order exactly. batsman that yeah. yeah got on with things, wasn't he? Uh, but now we're finding the role that that could be the role that could get him forward um, into uh, potentially Red Bull recognition at some point in the future. We will see. Right, let's get it over to Division Two, Rob. 
Um, we can go through the tables at the end if you want to, yeah. uh, just a quick mop-up. So let's start with Durham against Middlesex at Lords. Big win against Middlesex. They're flying high. Um, hugely impressive win. Uh, Six-wicket win. They knocked off 117-run target inside 20 overs on the final day to register their fourth win of the year. They remain un- unbeaten and sit atop of that Division Two table after six games. Um, so starting it off, an unbeaten 80 for Liam Travaskis, who's having a good year, was the big score for Durham. They put up a solid first innings, I think, 350. Uh, Ned Eckersley, 58. And England opener, Alex Lees, 44. Um, South African Keegan Peterson as well, 48. He's not quite got going consistently yet, has he? Uh, so it's good that he keeps chipping away. Uh, Toby Rowland-Jones, 4 for 72. He's always on fire. Um, again, pick of the Middlesex bowlers. We've got a really, quite an underrated attack. Um, perhaps it's probably a nice way of saying it. In reply, Middlesex put up an even better 422. Ex-England opener Sam Robson, once again looking good, hitting 84. Fellow opener Mark Stoneman, 41. But it was a tail that helped them put up the lead with Luke Holman, 41. Martin Anderson, 62. Good knock for him. Uh, An experienced Gloveman John Simpson's 41, all helping things out. Uh, England skipper Ben Stokes will be happy. He got four for 72. He's looked good with the bat, but ball he's not really got uh, reward, so it's good to see him getting some wickets as well. He was ably supported by the evergreen Chris Rushworth's three for 60. Worth noting there was no Matty Potts in this attack. You might be able to tell me in a minute, Rob, if that was just rest. Uh, he was celebrating his England call-up or something in between. Um, Durham will be frustrated with the second innings performance over the bat as they were dismissed for 188. Not an awful score in isolation, but in the context of this game, not going to be enough, is it? Top order completely failed to fire. Only skipper Scott Borfitt showed real quality with 60, although he was supported. Matt Salisbury, 45. Ben Rains down the order, 39. Not out. But that man again, Toby Rowland-Jones, main man, 6 for 35. Rob, 10 for 107 in the game. What can't he do? Uh, Middlesex attacked the 170 run target with urgency and got over the line thanks to an unbeaten 39 from Peter Hamskin, uh, alongside John Simpson's 21 not out. Just a quick word on Hanscom, the Aussie. He's uh, had Australia A call-up, hasn't he? He came over on a two-year deal. It was delayed for a year. He then came over last year and he had a pretty woeful year. But he was he did. brought over as a batsman, obviously. Obviously, he wanted runs, but he brought over as a captain as well and somebody to try and really steer that squad in the right direction, create the correct culture and all those positive things we talk about. And Middlesex sit at the top of the table now. It's clear he's got them playing in a, in a very good way. Um, it's nice for him to sign off with a few runs. It's not quite clicked for him as a batsman. A bit like in his, his little run in the test side, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but he's, I think they'll, they'll kind of thank him and you know think positively of his time, certainly this year anyway with Middlesex. He certainly helped them. Uh, get back to some relevancy. Yeah, they were they were pretty poor last year, Middlesex. Mm. But this year, one top in the table, two winning games of cricket, and they're doing it off. They've got the fourth best batting mm. in Division Two. So Division Two is slightly different to mm. Division One, where the bat is king in Division Two. Mm. Lots of teams, uh, six out of the eight teams, averaging more than the league average. Um, so exceptional stuff. But their bowling average is the second best bowling attack in the league. They average thirty with the ball. They've done that through Shine Chara 3D, Toby Rowland Jones, rolling back the years. And someone mm. said, Oh, what about Toby Rowland Jones for uh, England Watch? And it's fair to say that ship has sailed, unless there's a um, you know, huge outbreak or people are dropping like flies with injuries, like they are at the moment, but more flies. <laughs> <laughs> we need more, <laughs> more, more injuries. <laughs> more injuries. We need more injuries. Then maybe one day, but his speed's down. But what you're seeing is absolutely exceptional bowling. Yeah. Um, you've got someone that called him into his fantasy team five minutes before kickoff when Matty Potts didn't have a game and subsequently now finds himself 75th in the country after seven rounds. Not bragging or anything, just... 
look <laughs> when uh, I need to pick someone quickly. But I, I think Middlesex are really solid, mate. They're doing well with the bat. They're doing well with the ball. Um, and it's a good time for them to have a break. If Hansom's gone and Afridi's mm-hmm. gone, it feels like mm. they've got the most out of what they've had in front of them, to be fair. Um, Durham, mid-table sort of team. Great to see Stokes looking good with the ball. Mm. He was yep. the fastest bowler in operation by a long way. Actually, I don't think we had a speed gun, but just from the eye, mm. looked totally different. It looked like Excellent. an international quality bowler, bowling pretty damn fast mm. as well. In fact, he pinned someone straight on the, uh, straight on the head. And I can't mm. remember who it was now, but it was a real good blow and it, it was quick. Mm. It was quick. And we might see like him at international it. level and see him bowl 85 and go, oh, it's not that quick. 85 mile an hour is still pretty quick. Um, so yeah, mm. good, good good for Middlesex and uh, great for Ben Stokes. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do overseas-wise, uh, won't it? Obviously, Shine Jarfridi, he was supposed to be coming back later in the summer uh, to pick up the red ball again, but he's uh, he's. I think the, the Pakistan international calendar is not being kind um, mm. with the way that the English calendar is set out. So we're not going to see him again this summer, which is a real disappointment. Um, he might not have statistically lit the world alight, but he's been exceptional and it's been great yeah. to see him, hasn't it? So that'll be a big, big... Uh, let's see how it goes for Middlesex. You know, can they sustain this uh, this start to the season as we get into also, the business um, end? Also, shout out to the Middlesex YouTube channel, who I think is yep. one of the best YouTube channels going around. They've always got really interesting interviews with the players and cool. with the head coach. I think it's Richard mm. Johnson, the head coach. Mm. But real transparent about what's going on, the players, nice. the setup, and all that sort of thing. I just think they're doing a great job. Excellent stuff. Excellent. Excellent. Right. Let's get to Trent Bridge, Rob. Uh, Not romped home to a 10-wicket win against Derbyshire. Second time this season that they've won by 10 wickets. Hasib Hamid and Ben Slater chased down not a not an inconsequential amount of runs here. 165 yeah. run target. And they did it by lunch on the final day. Well, I mean, we say lunch. It was sort of lunch. They, they added a, about three or four overs. Then they added another couple of overs. Um, so they just kept going until the game was one which made sense anyway, didn't it? Um, Hasib Hamid played very positively. This is this is a if you think you know what Hasib Hamid is a batsman, this is a different knock. Uh, but we will get onto that later. Uh, whilst the margin of victory was reflected in the knocks performance, the key making uh, was making sure run machine Shan Masood was restricted after he's pretty much dominated all attacks so far this year. Yeah. Um, so credit to the knocks attack. So anyway, let's get into it. Derbyshire posted 260 first up. Brooke Guest, 51, someone we should be keeping a little closer eye on. And Lewis Deploy, 57. They were the half centuries. Lewis Reese thought that was just short with his 49. Stuart Broad bowled well in his final out and before his return to test match duties. Two for 36 for him off his 19 overs. Good control, as you'd expect. And Aussie James Patterson, two for 85, including the all-important scalp of Masood for just 18. Dane Patterson, also three for 36. In reply, not scorecard, saw contributions from everyone um, but it was Ben Duckett who led the way once more with 86 of 114. I was watching as he was getting into the 80s and I just thought he lost momentum. He was he was not yeah. getting the strike, um, which was a bit frustrating in that period. Uh, he looked very fluent though again. Uh, ben Slater, 38. Joe Clark, 37. Lyndon James, 34. Tom Moore's 40. Patterson White, 39. All got going, but really nobody kicked on uh, as, as Duckett did. Sam Connors, 4 for 93. And 19-year-old Nick Potts, 4 for 50, got the rewards with the ball for Derbyshire. Uh, the 98-run lead obviously was plenty as the Knox Bowlers then dismissed Derbyshire for a similar score. Uh, 262, just two more runs uh, this time around. The lead looked even better, Rob, when Broad took uh, Shan Masood, duck third ball of the innings. That's what wins mm. game of cricket, isn't it? The quality of Broad over the quality of Masood. It was Broad that won this one. Madsen, 52. Alex Hughes, 49. And the impressive youngster, Potts, 49. Jug avoidance. 
Um, James Pattinson grabbed, Pattinson grabbed three for 59, while Dane Patterson three for 35 to set up the 165 run chase, which Knox made short work of. Uh, Slater hit the winning runs in his 64 not out to go alongside Hamid's impressive 93 off, I think, 97 deliveries. He had somewhere to be. He had a lunch reservation somewhere. He wanted to get it done. It would have been lovely for him to get the 100. He couldn't quite get there. Uh, Slater was holding back a bit until he smacked a, a quick 10 or 12 right near the end. So a fourth win of the year sees not sit second at the break, just behind Middlesex. I think they're going to be fine it out. I don't think there's going to be anybody else in Division 2 that's going to be threatening um, Middlesex and Knots. Um, tell me if I'm talking nonsense, but I think it's going to be those two going up and it's just nah. a case of who's going to sustain it and who's going to win it. Yeah, best two teams in the division by Country Mile. And the thing that makes them stand out, I talked about it being a batting division, six teams averaging over 40, uh, Sorry, over the league average of 34 this year. With the ball, Middlesex averaged 30, Knots the best bowling attack in the division, averaging 26. And they're probably only going to lose Stuart Broad when the next round of games comes around. Yeah. So they, they're they really, really strong unit. Not so averaging 40 with the bat, which is the second best in the division mm. as well. Uh, interesting enough, only just behind Derbyshire. Derbyshire's mm. problem, they've been exceptional with the bat. And before this week, we're ranked number one in the country, averaging over 50 with the bat, thanks to Sean Massoud and Brooke Guest and Wayne mm. Madsen having a great year. That's awesome. But with the ball, they're averaging 40. One, so they're almost nine, but not so, not, not so the real deal. Everyone looked at them at the start of the season and went, "This is a really good team." First day against Sussex, they had a rough ride, but here you've seen them go against the best batting, performing batting unit in the country, mm. and win, and win big, and win by ten wickets, and that's a massive statement because the first time in a long time. Derbyshire were knocking on the door going, hey, we might be able to put a little push in here around promotion. And what you've seen is just mm. cream rise to the top. Middlesex, very good. Knots, uh, very good. Both teams getting mm. better. Absolutely. Right, let's wrap it up, Rob. One more game to get through. New Road, Worcestershire um, hosting Leicestershire. And Worcestershire won this one by an innings and 239 runs. Um, so it's got to say, Leicestershire's tough start to the season continued as they slipped their fourth defeat with this hammering from Worcestershire. Uh, a first innings 148 is not what was needed, uh, but it could have been much worse as they were 98 for nine. Um, so it, the tail did wag to get some respectability there for Leicestershire. Uh, with the ball, it was a real group effort from the pairs. Ed Barnard, three for 45, Charlie Morris, two for 31, and Dylan Pennington, two for 33. Uh, and a very impressive two for 15 off 11 for Matthew Waite in his first appearance of the summer after he's arrived on loan from Yorkshire as well. Yorkshire do have some depth, don't they? Uh, Worcestershire did not want to miss out on this start and went about their business in style, amassing a wonderful 577 for six before the declaration came. Azar Ali, uh, a relatively slow start to the, the superstar. Um, he exploded with a stunning 225, whilst Jack Haynes hit 127, his third consecutive century. Um, very, very impressive performance from the, from the young man here. Uh, Brett D'Oliveira and Ben Cox also both recorded 50s. Wayne Mulder took fourth, 125 for Leicestershire. Um, the Worcestershire attack, though, they got straight back into their work, didn't they? Bowled Leicestershire out for a slightly improved 170, though, um, thanks to an, uh, another good performance from Loney Matthew Waite. Four for 35 for him, um, supported ably by Penningtons. Three for 30. Charlie Morris is two for 10 off 12, which was excellent. And really, this was just a superb all-round performance. I'm going to say a fantastic all-round performance uh, and a second win of the year for Worcestershire. Notable inclusion for Leicestershire, though. Under-19 star spinner Rayan Ahmed. Uh, great to see him. The 17-year-old given the opportunity. Uh, wicketless on his debut, but he's certainly in the one-to-watch category. He is. 
he is. Unfortunately, he got a second ball as well, pulling um, quite an mm. ambitious shot. I think it was uh, <laughs> oh, not second ball, seventh ball, but it, it was pulling. Um, ambitious, kind of I like that. Yeah. I was out ambitious. I was ambitiously trying to play a forward defensive on Saturday. So I got stumped. <laughs> <laughs> it was ambitious forward defensive. <laughs> that involved me with my head in the air trying to launch it across the side. No, I wish I had done. I um, will have done. A couple Sorry. of points on this. Uh, as a rally, um, you mentioned, you said he was in the Pakistani. I think there was a slip of the tongue going on there. No, no, I, I know said international superstar. In the YouTube comments I, didn't say, I didn't say his country. I said international superstar. Oh, I, I thought, I'm hearing things, mate. Um, he are. was exceptional. He's an exceptional player. He's just got to 8,000 mm. test match runs uh, over the course of this year, I think it was. So what do you expect? But young Jack Haynes, I waxed lyrical about him last week, Richie. weren't mm. here. This is incredible. The guy's 21, mm. 22 years old. He's gone back to back to back. 300 in three weeks for him, 526 mm. runs, an mm. average of 65. Absolutely, insanely good runner form for young mm. Jack Haynes. And I went down a rabbit hole on him and started looking at his cricket archive and his uh, Premier League performances. And there was mm. nothing there that uh, shot out to me this year in terms of his performance because he has played one game where he, di he didn't get a big score. But incredible runner form for the young lad, looking excellent. And Leicestershire are just... I don't know. There's not many kind words to say about it. I've got them ranked as the worst batting unit in the country, averaging 22.86, and the 17th mm. best bowling mm. unit, averaging 50.45. They are bad, and I'm not quite sure how it's going to get any better anytime soon. The thing I do like around their selection, Rich, is you're not in the promotion run, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. You've uh, you've lost 67% of the games you've played so far. What are you going to do? Right, we're going to try and work out what we've got for the future. Bring in Rian Ahmed. They're playing Ben Mike a lot more. Ben Mike's got a lot yeah. of talent. He scored some runs yeah. the last few well, weeks. Good all around. All over 80 mile an hour. You know, there's plenty of potential there. Mm. So I think that's where they've got to go. And you, you know what made me laugh? You know, Kevin Peterson came out with his eyeballs when he saw Ben Stokes scoring his 161. Oh, we've got Kevin Peterson on the podcast again. I didn't even think about that. It just has to flow. He's, he's just one of those guys. He's on my mind all the time. And also, just behind apologies, well. um, apologies yeah, to everybody apologies. that has a distaste for Kevin Peterson like I do. Sorry, well, carry on. Wish to sure we're kind of <laughs> on the back end of that Ben Stokes innings. What we don't yeah. remember is actually they fought out a draw in that game, mm. and what we don't see is that they've actually pumped themselves up to third in the table with two victories, three draws, and one loss. Not so for lost one mm. game in that time, so they're actually doing okay for themselves averaging 15 points per game the bowling average mm. uh, sorry the batting average is above the bowling average the bowling average is about the fourth best in the division they've, they've actually got a pretty decent team mm. and that's with the lights of Jake Libby not really shining this year he got yeah. runs last week but hasn't really uh, gone on Ed Pollock's gone cold over the last few weeks after almost hitting a century before <laughs> lunch one day so yeah. I, I, sneaky good team, under the radar sort of team, and maybe a team that over the course of the next seven games or however however many mm. we're going to play could try and put a little push together. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if I was a Worcestershire fan, I'd be taking a little bit of umbrage of, of how I've just described the way I see Division Two, in that mm. I think you know it's not some Middlesexes uh, to to go and run away with. Worcestershire are a really good team, and when I say team, I mean team. Yeah, um, they are. That, team. Every every time they bowl, team, it seems like they're sharing the wickets out. Uh, yeah. Different players are making runs week in, week out, aren't they? You know, um, Dolivera is obviously leading really well this year as captain. Um, Jack Kane, just got to say, his turn of form, he, he was playing against Notts, I think, a few weeks ago, and he got, into, he got he was out for 49. 
He'd batted well in the first inning for 30 odd, and then he was out for 49. And he looked discon- um, can't even say the word, it's too early. He looked very upset. That's a much yeah. easier word. Um, and it just seems like he's just went, no, 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 no. I'm not having that again. Uh, and he's just dug in and he's gone and got, you know, three centuries on the bounce. Good for him. 21 year old. This is yeah. what we want. We want more and more players putting their hands up and saying, no, I'm a player. I'm, you know, I don't care what age, I'm a player. Um, and more power to him. I'm really, really pleased for him. Uh, and, and he's, and we'll he's, just, he's um, got good bookends, mate. He's batting between yeah. Azarelli and Brett yeah. D'Olivera. Like that's such good yeah. influence in the middle. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, big time. So, so Worcester have got a lot to be proud of. It'd be interesting to see if Derbyshire can sustain their great start to the season. Uh, they shocked a few people, but when you've got the likes of Shamasu doing what you're doing, it's to be expected. Um, so we've said we've got Middlesex at the top of the table, 116, Notts 107. Leicestershire are propping up on 42. Uh, Sussex are also winless uh, as well, 53. And then obviously mid-table is mid-table. Uh, just jumping on Division 1, Rob, and then you can pick the bones out of any of it if you want. Surrey top of the table, 105. They've had all those England players around so far, haven't they? And it's what we expect from them if they are at full strength. Uh, Hampshire are just three points behind on 102 points. Yorkshire and Lancashire in third and fourth with Essex, Warwickshire next up. Gloucestershire, bottom of the table, 35. Well adrift in Kent, 53, just above them. Uh, Somerset, they've got two wins, but they're third from bottom, Rob. But North Hants are winless in uh, fourth from bottom, um, 66 points. So it's Kent, Gloucestershire, North Hants, all winless so far. Um, Surrey are the only team who, uh, who haven't been beaten in Division 1. Somerset's going to be an interesting one, mate, because they're down there. The Bannings poor. It's the worst ranked unit in Division 1, which is the table mm-hmm. we're looking at at the moment, averaging 23. They averaged 23 with the ball, as I've said earlier, but they're going to lose Overton, and they might lose Overton for the majority of the summer, and I don't know how much of a test match has a crossover into the county championship fixtures at the moment, but potentially there is some. And their bowling is probably the thing that's going to stop them from getting relegated because they can, as you can see, 1-2, loss 4. Sure, there's huge inconsistencies there, but they can win games of cricket, which is points and big points. So you, you can see them doing okay. Kent have just got to find a way of improving this bowling attack, mate. They are, I've spoke about it before, you've got to win games of cricket to stay in this division, really. Um, North Hans, Kent and Gloucestershire all seeking for a win, but it's who's going to win the games between those guys in the second half of the season, which is really going to equate to who's going to go down. Lancashire may struggle a little bit without Anderson, may struggle a bit yeah. without Parkinson potentially getting a call up at some stage. It's going to be interesting <laughs> how they point. go. But I think Ham- Hampshire's the team, mate. They're, they're not really going to lose mm. a great deal. They're so strong with the ball. And the, the winning game, they won four games. They've won 67% of the games, Rich. Mm. And like I said, in Division 1, only 25% of the games are ended in a result. So it's quite a, an incredible performance from them. What, what's your take on Division 1? I think I think it's starting to settle, isn't it? I think Surrey... Uh, I don't want to say they're the surprise team, but I think the way some of these younger players, like the Jamie Smiths of this world, have, have performed so far this year. Um, start of the year, I would have been a bit concerned if they're losing Folks and Pope. Uh, Pope is otherworldly, isn't he, in, in county yeah. cricket, uh, red ball. But it suddenly gives an opportunity to some of these young players. And Jamie Smith, give him the gloves, replace Folks, bat him at four or five. He's had a double hundred this year. Um, I just think this might be a blessing in disguise for Surrey and for English cricket. If some of these young players that are highly talented can get more of a job, more of a responsibility, uh, and kick on. You know, Sam Curran's uh, working his way back in and looking very, very good as an all-rounder. Uh, the bowling's being slowly in- increased, isn't it, for him? So I, j- I think Surrey can sustain, uh, but th- they've got to get a few things go their way and they've got to get some young players uh, hit the ground running. 
when those senior players aren't involved. Um, so, yeah, I mean, Hampshire definitely looking good, but I think Surrey are uh, are looking even better than I expected. So it's going to be a really, yeah. really good, interesting, very good and interesting second half of the year. Uh, as, as you've turned the page to Division 1, I really do think we are where we are. Sussex, so many good young players, but they just can't seem to turn pockets of good performance within games into positive results. Uh, a draw seems to be their, 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 their sort of their ceiling at the moment, doesn't it? Um, and the mid-table, it could go anywhere, couldn't it? I think Worcestershire, Durham and Derbyshire all have got enough to, to, to threaten the top two. Yeah. But I just don't think they've quite got enough. Or look at it from the other way. I think Middlesex and Nottinghamshire, Notts in, in particular, have just got too much. Notts are still without Jake Ball. The, Luke Fletcher's not playing this last game. Brett Hutton went off and played for Surrey against Sri Lanka yeah. uh, because of the, the embarrassment of riches they've got in that bowling attack. Looking strong. Looking really, really strong. They are, mate. Leicestershire's mm. going to prop this up come the end of the season. I can't yeah. see that changing. Averaging 6.57 mm. points per game. I think they've got the most wooden spoons. I could be speaking out of turn. Most wooden mm. spoons in county championship history. I think he's Leicestershire. Mm. Maybe Derbyshire. I need to mm. wash my mouth mm. out if I've got that wrong. Um, <laughs> Middlesex, Nottinghamshire. Mate, mm. they both won four games. The, mm. the, the two best teams in that division with the bat and pretty much with the ball as well. I just I can't see it changing. The, the games that will change it is if Worcestershire win and Notts and Middlesex play each other and there's a result and one of them mm. drops off in that. If Worcestershire can keep pace and play mm. them at the right time, one of those two yep. teams at the top at the right time, they, they could sneak it. But I think it's them and possibly yeah. only them. But I think yeah. that's going to do us. It's 52 minutes of county championship round seven action. All done in the books. We're getting ready for the Vitality T20 Blast. Um, yep. And all that's left to say is thank you so much for watching, guys. I hope mm. you've really appreciated it. We've really enjoyed the first seven weeks of mm. County Championship action. It's going to be sad on a Thursday night for, for me down in New Zealand <laughs> at 10 p.m. having eight mm. tabs open and flicking between all the games because I want to see all these different guys back. So yeah. thanks for watching. Love the yeah. support that's coming our way. We'll keep growing as a channel, mm. and that's down to you guys subscribing, liking the videos, and commenting. All great for the algorithm. So have a good day. Have a good week. Mm. We'll be back in the middle of the week for the top 10 spinners. English cricket. We'll see you then. Mm -hmm.